0: My topic this evening, I'm going to jump straight into it because time is of the essence, is developing culture and values. Developing culture and values. Um, I don't know if I'm the expert at this, but we spend our lives trying to do this well. So um, I want to read this text first in Romans chapter 12, verse 1 to 2 out of the message version, actually, just because of the the nice words that he uses there. He says this. um, So here's what I want you to do, God helping you. Take your everyday ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work and walking around life and place it before God as as an offering. I love that. It's all of life. Take all of your life and place it before God. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for him. Amazing, yeah. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for him. Don't become so well adjusted to your culture that, it, that you fit into it without even thinking. And that's why I wanted to read it. There, there's this thing about culture. Culture is something that you do without even thinking. And he's saying, yeah, become, be careful that you don't, be, don't become so well adjusted to the culture around you that you end up fitting into it without even thinking. That I think informs how we want to create culture. Culture is something that you do. It becomes second nature to you. And that's what we're wanting to do. We're wanting to create a kingdom culture Where things become second nature to us. We don't even think. We just move. That's the way you do it. Is there an option to be generous or not? Yes, we're generous. That's the kind of culture we want to do. He says, instead fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out. Readily recognize what he wants from you and quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down to its level of immaturity, God brings the best out of you and develops well-formed maturity in you and I love that text because it talks about this thing called culture and uh, as you can see here you can easily fit into culture without even thinking about it that's why the word cult is in front of culture you can form a cult if you get the culture right and um, what it can also do is it can drag you down to a level of immaturity but if you've got kingdom culture it can build you up to a level of Christ likeness so, so that's what I love about this text. It kind of puts into, this, into context this wonderful thing called culture. And uh, I'm not the big va- values and culture kind of expert, but I've got this definition of values. Uh, v- values are your core descriptors or the building blocks that we want the culture to become. So values are those building blocks that we have in place those number of basic things that we want to so get those values into people's hearts that it becomes a lived out behavioral culture, second nature, that you don't even think about it, you eventually go there. But getting there is, uh, is a different thing. Values represent your core strength. Um, once I went to the doctor because I was having hamstring issues, and he said, your problem is not your hamstring, your problem is your core strength. And your hamstring is, co- uh, is compensating... For the lack of core strength, you've actually got to build your core strength. So I've been working on my core strength. As you can see, it's getting bigger and bigger, especially in COVID. And um, and so this is what a core strength does. Core strength are those values that you have at the core of your being that makes your body operate. It can make if you've got bad core values, it can make them make your body unwell. If you've got good core values, it can actually strengthen your body. And it's not just your core; it's your legs, your back, your and it's the same thing, I believe, for a body of people. So Andy Crouch says this about culture. He says, culture is what we make of the world. And what he means by that is, he means it's, it's what you, how you make sense of life, how you make sense of the world. And uh, I want to just define these things, culture and value, first, and then get on to some elements in developing this culture. So... It's the way Andy Crouch says this about making culture, he says, he says this, it's the way you make meaning, it's, it's meaning making. It's kind of, if, you, if you're in an environment, a church environment, you kind of, you have challenges, you have things that you come across. And, and, and the way you make meaning of that, through a biblical lens, through a Christ lens, through all of these things, develops the culture in which you live, where you begin to operate and, and behave from. So he talks here, he also talks that the culture of a church carries the written and the unwritten or unspoken ways that a community responds. So um, often the, the culture that we have is not, it's kind of unwritten things. It's like the way we've done things or the way you've watched somebody being treated or, so for example, if you're, if you're in a public setting and somebody asks a question and you just hit them, that's a stupid question, what are you doing? Not only does it demean them or kind of put them in a box, but everybody else thinks it's not good to ask a question here. Yeah, yeah. So what they do is now you started to create a culture of not questioning. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's, and, and you haven't said that you're not allowed questioning, but they're picking up. That's what it is. So it's, it's the things you intend, but it's also the things you don't intend. The kind of unspoken or unwritten ways that we get there. And I've said this, well-developed cultures, when values become lived out at a behavioral level, so that your values become second nature in everyday life. And I put there everyday life, not just in church life. So we want a set of values and a culture established in the people that follow Jesus in the churches we lead and the churches that we plant that actually enable people not just to live in the four walls of a church, but actually enable them to live life in general and encounter business and teachers and teaching and all those sorts of things. So... Some key elements in developing culture. So culture is a very good thing. And when obviously you're planting a church, you have the opportunity to instill culture and to instill those values. I think it's more difficult to change a culture simply because it's difficult to unlearn and then relearn things. So actually when we're planting, we have an opportunity to actually instill the kind of culture that you would like as a church planter. And um, I want to look at five things here. I've got five kind of headings of uh, some key things about how we can develop culture, develop culture well. We've gotta use that opportunity as planting, when we're planting, to make sure that the values that we put in place and the culture that comes out of them becomes the one that we wanna have or hand over to the next generation, actually. And so it is a very key moment. So my first point is this, is, um, is simply this, is to articulate simply and clearly the values that you would want to be, that you would want to be at the core of the culture you would like. So we've got to, we've got to, you've got to come and say, well, what are the values that we want to build this community of people around? And obviously, what we're wanting to do is we want kingdom culture. We want, we want kingdom of God culture. We want kingdom of God values that we want to express um, in the environments that we are building. So one of the things that we've got to do, and this is one of our Kind of big points is we've got to keep our core values biblical. Yeah. So I think if you keep them biblical, and not just kind of what your preferences, you'll obviously begin to develop a kingdom culture because that comes kind of the the scriptures portray what a kingdom culture is, and we want to we want to have a a, a kingdom culture that is shaped by the scriptures that is shaped by the spirit of God, that will enable us to live. Because we're kind of citizens of heaven living on earth. So we've got to live a citizen of heaven culture in the environments that we are we are in. And the problem is that culture, the culture, the biblical culture, can actually affect the way can be expressed differently in the way you way you live life. So if you are, but it's still the, the culture. So so let me give you an example just to explain what I'm saying. So you can have a culture where you have a value of respect. You want people, you want to teach kids to respect. Their parents want to respect people that are older than them. In white culture, I teach my kids: go to the when you when you shake hands with the person, you look at their look into their eyes and you shake hands at them. In black culture, you look at the, and you look away from them. Both of those are expressing respect, but in a different cultural environment. So our values and our culture, the kind of they've got to mesh into different. Different environments that we're in. Another example of that is the value of honor. So when I go into somebody's house, I I'll, I'll kind of look at black and white culture in, in the South African context. When I go into somebody's house, I stand and I wait for them to ask me to be seated. I don't go into the house and just sit down because that to me would be bad manners. In black culture, you don't do that. When you walk into the house, you quickly sit down because that's showing signs of honor for that home. Both those cultures are respect and honor, but they outwork themselves differently. And so we've got to find a way to take the honor of respect and the honor of the the value of honor and let it come through a lens of the culture of the day, but still have the biblical culture of honor and respect. And so we've got to learn to understand what that might mean. Paul was very good at this. He said actually to the free I become free. To the slave, I can become a slave. To the Jew, I can be a Jew. To the weak, I can be somebody that is weak. He, has a, he had, an, a, for the sake of, of for people being saved, he had an, an, an idea that actually the culture, the kingdom culture, can morph and change and fit, and the idea, the basic values of the kingdom can break in without uh, distorting and, and connecting with those people. What else have I got you? Just under this thing, Biblical. If if we keep our values biblical, we stop them from being political. And I'm saying this particularly in a South African context. So you can can want to have a value of, we want to make sure that we are multicultural, we're anti-racism. And you can kind of, which is a good thing, which is a biblical thing. But actually what we've done at Glenridge is I've said to the guys, I don't want an anti-racism value. Our value is a value of honor. Honor means to set a value. So we honor all people. Old people, young people, black people, white people, Indian people, colored people. We have an environment where actually all people are honored. That's the value and which works itself out that nobody is looked down on, nobody is valued less. But the point is, you've got to have the value, biblical value, it actually transposes the, the political terms that we get into, I think is sometimes quite helpful. They also carry over time. If they're biblical. So big idea is you keep our values biblical. If they're biblical, our values shouldn't be that different from any sane church down the road. So we're always kind of looking for the values. Sometimes you find church guys looking for the values. Well, just the, kind of that we're going to be different. Now, if you're so different, you're probably stepping away from the scriptures. So actually just keep biblical. Keep, keep the kingdom in mind. Let's build cultures like that. Don't have too many of them. We, have, we probably have too many, and we have eight core values, and uh, we, we try to reduce them to, to fewer than those, but kind of this work was done probably five or six years ago, and I thought, I don't want to change them all again, so we just stuck with them, because actually part of what I'm saying now is developing culture is you've got to keep going at it, and we didn't want to change. But if you have too many, it's difficult for people to remember. It's difficult to, to explain when you do series and preaching, so I would say just keep... Your, your, your number of values, enough, four, five, eight's probably too many, we've got eight, and um, it'll help people grapple with them, help you to express them, all those sorts of things. The second thing is this. First one is the first one is keep, try and articulate simply and clearly what your values are, and keep them biblical. If you can, keep them biblical will be helpful. Number two, culture and values are developed by those around you, By the leaders, by you and the leadership team expressing them. The the, the culture that you get around you is the culture that you have in your own heart. The culture that you have around you is what the culture of the leadership team, the eldership team of the church is. And uh, we cannot get away away from that. Actually, if we want to build a culture in the life of the church or values in the life of the church, we've got to live them out. Jesus, John chapter 13, well known text. He wanted to show them the full extent of his love. So he took off his outer garment, he put a towel around him, and he washed their feet. And he said this, he said, I'm doing this to make sure that when I'm gone, you do this also. Yeah. And what he was doing is he was creating a, a, creating a culture of servant hearted leadership by expressing and doing it himself. What we don't do, people won't catch. And remember this, people catch who you are, not what you say you are. So it's, and, and, and it's so important if we're going to build a culture and value system, we can have them all well articulated and well presented. But friends, if we are not living them, we're never going to, nobody's going to catch them. It's a very, very key thing. And that's a basic kind of leadership um, example. Number three is this. Cultures and values come through intentional, repeated Action, intentional, repeated action. If you say that you've got a, 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 one of your values is to, one of our values is family, and under family comes relational, we relational. We wanna build a family that's relational. If you're having meetings and you having moments and you never have relational time, you never build a family relational culture, as an example. For us, when we have an elders meeting, when we have a leaders' meeting, we always have food. Part of the reason why we have food is not just to get fat. It's just because we want to make sure that we're massaging and we're a family, we eat together, we want to build this thing. And so building cultures and values, you've got to be intentional, and it's repeated action over and over again. Nothing builds culture like time together. So we've got an eldership team now where most of the eldership team are not full-time. Trying to, trying to build that culture is taking so much longer than when we had a whole bunch of more um, paid by the church elders because you, don't, you just don't get enough time. Culture and values, intentional repeated action, time together, our language is important, our actions are important. Um, culture is created in the small things we do. Um, one of the things that we do when we host somebody we buy them a little pack or we put something on their pillow. All those little things, when somebody walks into that environment, they think, "Cheaper, somebody cares for us. Somebody's being generous for us. I remember preaching at, um, at City Hill at the beginning of the year, and they just gave me this unbelievably just generous package of stuff for the kids, for Heather, and I just thought, what an incredible, you can feel the generosity and the culture of that by the small things of, of how we do Don't forget the small things. Small things like this. When you have a home and you haven't got enough space to host somebody, you give up your bedroom so they have the nice bed and you have the bed with the kids. That builds culture. When people start hearing those stories, it builds culture. Those small little things as we live them out. We've got to be intentional and repeat them. Culture and values are established through what you celebrate, what you give airtime to, what you emphasize. If we want to build culture and build this thing, you've got to celebrate things. If you want to, um, we, one, of our, one of our values is multiplying, multiplication. So when, we, when a new home group starts, we make a big thing of it because we want to, multiplication is a big thing. Uh, when people go on trips to the nations, on missions, to different places, they come back and we have a moment to feed back because we're wanting to make sure that the culture of actually this is important what you celebrate, what you emphasize is important. Jesus also reminded people of values through storytelling, songwriting. I mean, there's a few things there. One of the guys, courageous faith is one of our one of our values. And during lockdown, a guy, God said to this guy, You need to step out the boat and leave, resign from your business and start a new job, start your own business in the middle of lockdown. And he was like, Oh Lord. Anyway, he came and saw me. I said to him, Listen, bud. If this is not God, you're in the bush. <laughs> if this is not God, but I said, tell me how it's God. Hey, God spoke to me. Here, here, here. This happened. I said, well, but let's go for it. Let's uh, pray for you. A month later, he's, he comes back. He says, and he feeds back in our, in our leadership team. I asked him to share his testimony. He has already hit his December targets in the first month that he had planned because it was God. Courageous faith. And so actually we kind of celebrated and say, guys, this is the time to step out the boat. Let's, let's have courageous faith. What you, what you celebrate will develop culture. Last thing on this thing, on, this, on that point is this. Developing well-rounded culture and values is like spinning plates. One may need your attention now, but all of them need your ongoing attention. <laughs> you, 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 the, it's kind of, he's got these plates spinning, And this one's going low, you kind of spin this one, but then you know you've got to get to that one and you've got to keep going. And I think when we're building culture, we've got to make sure we're building all of our culture, not just emphasizing the one that we like, particularly as the leader, which comes easily to me. But we've got to make sure that as a team, we are building, spinning those plates well and uh, reminding and refreshing people's memories. Number four, my second to last point. Culture is established by developing culture carriers. If we want a culture to go through a community of people, even a small community of people, as we're planting churches, you've got to develop culture carriers. Dudley always used to say this the leaders that we choose will, 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 will determine where we go into the future. And if we're wanting to, and you might have the values in your heart and have this culture that you would like. In your heart. But actually, if we want to get this into people, and especially as the church grows, we've got to make sure that we are reproducing what's in our heart and what God has po- called us to do in the hearts of others. So that there's multiple sources of culture that are, that are developing and moving into, into the life of a community. When you speak to church planters, the thing that they you, you say, well, what do you need? What do you need? What would you like? They say, man, we just love some people that know the values that can come alongside us, that not, cannot be a burden on us, but actually start to live out those values so people can catch the values of what we're trying to say. So if we want to develop a culture, we've got to make sure we're developing culture carriers. In fact, I think that is one of the, one of the key, key things, especially if you're transitioning a church and you're having to change the culture, you've got to pay, spend lots of time with the potential culture carriers so that you can begin to multiply the culture and get that culture into the community. Number five, and last of all, culture takes time to develop. Culture takes time to develop. You can have your values on paper, but getting them into people's hearts is another story. It takes time, and I think this is where we just cannot give up. If there's there's a set of values that you have, and like I said, if they are like way off, Like no other church has got the values you are because you're so special. You're probably in the bush. But if you've got a set of values, biblical values, and you're gonna try and put those into, into, and especially if you're in an area that's highly churched, maybe very religious area, so you're getting a lot of people that are very religious, and now you're trying to put some culture, some different kind of, it's gonna take time. And we've gotta be praying for God to, Give you the culture carriers, the bleeders, so that you can have those times with those people. But you just got to keep pushing in. You need to persevere. We need to just keep pressing in to what God has called us to do. And I believe that God will give us the churches with the cultures that we want. So first of all, let me quickly recap. Number one is this. Articulate simply and clearly the values that you would want to be at the core of the culture that you want to build. Number two, culture and values are developed in those around you, by you the leader and your leadership team. Where you go, the culture goes. Where you go, the values get lived out. Number three, culture and values come through intentional, repeated action. Contentional, repeated action. It's like your kids, over and over and over, and over, and you think you have, they haven't got it, but then when they go and play at somebody else's house, they come and tell you, your kids are so well-behaved. They are so well-mannered. And you're thinking, are you talking about my children? It eventually gets in there and gets out, gets into the hearts of people. Intentional, repeated action. Number four, culture is established by developing culture carriers. We've got to raise up leaders, raise up people that have the same heart, mind, and spirit Um, for you to let them multiply what you're doing. And number five, culture takes time. Don't give up.